Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, Listen to another parable. There were a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to the tenants and went to another country. When the harvest time had come, he sent his slaves to the tenants to collect the produce. But the tenants seized the slave and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again he sent other slaves, more than the first, and they treated them in the same way. Finally he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. So they seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. Now when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? They said to him, He will put them, those wretches, to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce of the, at the harvest time. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to the people that produces the fruit of the kingdom. The one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, and it will crush anyone on whom it falls. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard this, his parables, they realized that he was speaking about them. They wanted to arrest him, but they feared the crowd because they regarded him as a the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please pray with me. Lord God, thank you for the gift of this day. Thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to worship you together. We pray, Lord God, that as we sit at your feet, that you would teach us, that you would speak directly to our hearts, Lord God, that you would break down any barrier that stands between you and our heart, Lord, and that you would draw us into a deepening relationship with you. We pray that you would place your word upon our lips, that we might faithfully proclaim it and serve you with joy. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Morning. Morning. It's so good to see you all today. Well, today I've got a little story for you. Uh, it begins with three bears, right? There's a little, small, wee bear, a middle-sized bear, and then there's a great, huge bear, right? And these bears happen to live together in the woods, which is pretty normal. But they uh, live in a house in the woods, which is abnormal. You don't see this very often. But so they're living in this house, they take good care of it, they're excellent homeowners, pay their taxes, keep their grass cut, clean up leaves in their yard in the fall. I mean, they are great. Um, the house is perfectly maintained. What's their address? What's their address? I know. 
you and someone else were wondering what their address was because as their porridge is cooling one day, they decide to take a walk, these bears. Right? So they go and do what bears do, go walk into the woods. And while they're out, a young girl with blonde hair shows up at the house and sees that no one is in there. Uh, let's call this girl... Do you have a name? I Goldilocks. Let's do Goldilocks. Goldilocks shows up at this house where these three bears have gone out. She sees that no one's home, and so what does she do? She goes on in, right? Who wouldn't do this? She, you know, decides to bypass all laws against private property and trespassing and goes right on in. And when she walks in, she realizes she's hungry. Right and sees three bowls of porridge sitting on the table and thinks, how nice of them. Right? This must be for me. She tries the biggest bowl, and how is it? Too hot. Too hot. Tries the middle bowl, how is it? Too cold. Too cold. But the littlest bowl? So what does she do? Gobbles it all up, right? Then she's like, boy, after that meal, I need to go have a seat. So she goes to sit down in the living room, sees the big chair, but it is too hard. Right, too hard for her. Finds the middle chair. How's that one feel? Too soft. No lumbar support. She knows this will hurt her back in the long run. Uh, And she then moves to the littlest chair. And how is the littlest chair? And she is enjoying this little chair, rocking back on the back legs until what happens? It breaks. Right. After all this hard work, eating, breaking chairs, she goes upstairs to have a little nap. Right, tries the big bed, but it's too hard. The middle bed, too soft, but the little bed, and she finds herself dozing off in this wonderful bliss until she wakes up. Right, and what is in her face when she wakes up? Three angry bears. Right, they are responsible, kind bears when they when everything's going the right way. But when they find an intruder in their house, something switches, right? And they become grizzly bears, right? And there they are, looking in Goldilocks' face. And she freaks out, run, jumps out the window, runs off, never to be seen again. In our gospel passage for today, we have the parable of the tenants in which Jesus recounts a sort of biblical Goldilocks tale. A tale of people taking what is not theirs, of people doing what should not be done, and a tale of an angry landowner. The story begins with a landowner planting a vineyard and setting it up for success. He builds a wall around it, watchtower, it's got a press, it's got everything you would need on this vineyard for it to be a successful vineyard. Then he rents it out to tenants and goes away to another country. Now, to give us some historical context, it was not uncommon for wealthy landowners to do this type of thing at the time in which Jesus was telling a parable. They would often own property in different places and have different people maintain it. At harvest time, this landowner sends some of his servants to the tenants to collect his share of the produce of the vineyard. And what happens to him? Beat one, stone one, kill one, right? Is this what you would call a warm reception? No, this is not good at all. But the homeowner or the landowner does it again, sends more servants, hoping that this time those tenants will react differently, 
This time, maybe they'll realize the error of their ways and do the right thing. Give him what he deserves as the owner. Instead, to this next group, the tenants do the exact same. They beat, kill, and stone. The owner thinks, they might not respect my servants, but they will certainly respect my son because he is my son and they will listen to him and respect him. And so he sends his son. Unfortunately, when the tenants see the son coming, they say to themselves, Ooh, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. Now, this is a half-baked plan at best. But you know, when you're pressed for time, sometimes you have to come up with something quick. Right? And so they, they don't fully think it out. I mean, they get part of it right. If they do kill the heir, and the inheritance was coming to him, and they are the tenants at the place and there's no other heir, and the property is going to that person, then they would actually receive the property according to law in in that time. Right? They would get it. But the problem they forgot about is that the landowner is still alive. Right? They're not just getting rid of the one who had the inheritance, and they would be able to get it. No, dad's still alive, right? But, you know, they had to come up with it quick, so that's the best they could do. So they kill the son. They seize him, throw him out of the vineyard, and kill him. Now Jesus stops the parable and asks a question of his audience. Now when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? To which they immediately and joyously reply, he will put those wretches to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the harvest time. Makes sense, right? Justice is served. Bad guy's gone. Good people in place back in there. Everyone's happy. Right? Well, until they realize that Jesus has now turned the parable back on them. And their own conviction against the bad tenants is their condemnation of themselves. He says that that his audience are the wicked tenants. They have not listened to the servants which we understand to be the prophets who had been sent before by God to bring the message of the Lord, then they had rejected the Son as well, Jesus Christ. And therefore the vineyard would be taken from them and given to those who would listen and receive. Then Jesus says the most remarkable thing. He says, The one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces. And it will crush anyone on whom it falls. He identifies himself with this stone that crushes and breaks. Like the prow of an icebreaker, it's a hopeful symbol if that icebreaker needs to get to you or if you're following in the wake of it. But if you're the ice, the icebreaker is a terrifying thing to see. And same with Jesus. For some, him being this stone would be a word of encouragement, that he would be a foundation, a beginning of a a powerful and strong structure. But for others, he would be a word of warning or terror. For those who reject Christ, he is the judge of them, and they will be crushed. For those who receive Christ and are broken by him, They receive life everlasting. The reality is, is that when we come into relationship or into contact with Jesus, all of us are broken or crushed in some way by him. 
right? Our heart of stone is broken and a heart of flesh is replaced if we receive him. Or we are crushed under our own sins and do not receive his mercy and healing. We are all, in a way, wrestling with this desire and inclination to be evil tenants, to be like Goldilocks, taking what is not ours and destroying it with impunity. We live in this world, and we take without ceasing. We do not ask permission or give thanks to the God who owns it. We do not respect the vineyard. We do not listen to the command of the one who owns it. He has sent us his son as a final hope. Will we receive him? Will we be then crushed and reborn, or will we deny him and be cast out? The parable of the tenants is a profoundly deep and difficult parable for us to wrestle with because we know that we all have not listened to the owner of the vineyard at some point in our lives. We all know that we have lived in rebellion in some ways. And so we ask that God might have mercy and grace on us, that he might allow us to receive his son, to allow his life to be our life, and to be resurrected in our hearts truly this day and filled with a hope of life everlasting in our Savior. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for the parable of the tenants, Lord. Thank you for the way, Lord, that it confronts us, Lord, and that it crushes us. We pray, Lord God, that we would receive this difficult word today. Lord God, that we would allow you to break us, to break our hearts of stone, to break that ice within us, Lord, so that you can resurrect us, Lord, and give us new life. Thank you for the hope of the Son. Thank you that you didn't give up on the tenants after the, first, uh, after the way they treated your first group of servants, Lord, but that you continued to extend this message to them. And help us, Lord God, to receive it, to confess our sins and to receive your grace and to share this message of hope and grace and love with others, that they as well might know the Son, and in knowing him might be set free. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.